everyone, and welcome to the Cultivate Podcast with the Grove Church. I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there, and really glad that you have joined us. We have been, over the last several episodes, been spending some time doing some systematic theology. We are going to make a little switch here for the next few episodes where we're going to spend some time looking at what I believe are some of the most highly misunderstood or possibly misused, overused, misinterpreted, poorly interpreted um, verses in the Bible. Kind of the ones that you may hear quoted just as a solitary verse. And usually when you hear it quoted or you see it used in a particular context, it's very often being used poorly. You use the wrong way. Because the the problem is, um, and the reason why we're going to spend some time doing this, is that very often we try to reduce some of the most difficult um, aspects of Christian theology or Christian living. We try to reduce it to very, to a very kind of sloganish kind of Christianity. Like, 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 like there's just some little special slogan. Like if you, just, if you'll just trust this really simple, simplistic concept that that, that gives you all the answers that you need. And the, the challenge with that is the challenge with using simplistic thinking, especially when we're trying to navigate some of the most difficult parts of, of life or understanding who God is and how God intersects with kind of the most challenging areas of you know, kind of Christian living or spiritual growth or dealing with the worst things that the world may throw at us. I mean, when we have overly simplistic answers... Um, overly simplistic answers, they don't work. And so when they don't work now, now not only do I have the problem, but now, you know, now I've got, now, now I've got a spiritual problem too, because God didn't show up the way that I thought he would show up. And so what I want to say is that if, if, if you ever have kind of these, these key verses and you see them out there, they just kind of get quoted a lot, but it's always just kind of a standalone and not with any context around it. I mean, very often these verses that we think just kind of stand alone apart from their context and we use them in these kind of inspirational ways, very often the context of that verse will give us a completely different idea. And and it's important for us to understand that these verses that we just kind of use outside of the chapter that they're involved in, outside of the book that they're in, when we use them by themselves, we very often lose the intended meaning or the richness and the depth of what God is actually trying to communicate. So we'll spend some time over these next few sessions, just kind of looking at some of these to help us just kind of one to prevent us from having this kind of slogan, jingoistic, overly simplistic uh, view of Christian living. Um, But also to just help us understand the depth and the richness actually that the scripture has and really kind of answers to some of the most difficult challenges that we may face in Christian living. And so the first one that we're going to look at is probably one of the most popular ones. And so this kind of gives us an opportunity uh, to not only just kind of look at this, it has a pretty easy answer to it as we, as we kind of or dive into what it says and what it really means, but also help us give a framework. I think we can spend a little more time just making a framework for how we how we can better understand and, and the Bible study methods and the critical thinking that's needed to understand and process these kind of, for lack of a better word, the inspirational poster cross-stitch verses that we often use. So the one we're going to look at today is in Philippians chapter 4, and it's Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. 
And depending on what translation you use, the most often the most often used translation understanding of this verse in Philippians 4.13, it says this, is that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, depending on what translation you use, I'm sitting here looking at the NIV. The NIV translation says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength, which is a, even that is a little bit different. But, you know, you take some of the pronoun, pronouns out to kind of make it make sense just in a verse in isolation, and you get this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, the way that we this verse often gets used is you find yourself in a difficult situation. You find yourself with a huge obstacle in front of you. You find yourself in a very difficult task. And do you have the strength, the courage, the faith or whatever to be able to believe that you can do it? And so once you have this mentality that says, well, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know that I can't, I have the ability. I don't know that I can overcome this. I don't know that I can get through this. I mean, whatever, whatever the situation is. And then you get someone will quote to you that Paul says that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And again, this verse means something, but what it doesn't mean is that, that there is literally there that you can literally do anything. One of the most common, one of, one of a very common and I would say slightly humorous um, places that you will see this verse a lot is in the, the uh, athletic locker rooms of various Christian high schools or Christian universities. You know, and lots of these places as you're walking out of the locker room onto the field or onto the court, they'll have some verse or slogan or some expression or a logo or something that the athletes will slap or be really encouraged by or something that's kind of like an inspiration that's supposed to give you the motivation. And very often in Christian universities and high schools, you will see this verse. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The implication being that whatever challenge you now have in this athletic competition as a basketball player, as a football player, baseball, volleyball, swimming, whatever, is that whatever it is you're being called to do, you can do it because Jesus is going to give you the strength to do it. Which has always presented an interesting challenge when two Christian high schools or two Christian colleges play each other. If both teams are trying to win, and they both are claiming that, that through Christ they can do all things that give them strength, and they both slap the same inspirational verse or inspirational poster. It kind of puts Jesus in a bind a little bit. If, um, if, I, if, if, if everybody can win through Christ who gives them strength, then, then, then how does it work? I had a friend actually um, in, in college who, was, who, who played on the basketball team in our, at our school. It was not necessarily a Christian university, but he was a Christian guy. And he told me, he says, he prayed that he would win, that the team would win before every game. He says, I don't know if it works, uh, but just in case it does, at a minimum, I need to cancel out the prayers of anybody else on the other team who might be praying. And so then the verse then, rather than taking on a real theological depth or richness, it it really just kind of becomes like a, a token of luck. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like, like finding a four leaf clover. I mean, it, it, it doesn't really have whatever spiritual power that Paul is trying to communicate here, whatever real spiritual truth that Paul's having here. We're kind of really 
re- replacing that with just some with, with just some inspirational hope and luck. But if we will go to this passage in Philippians chapter four, we really don't even have to go very deep into Philippians at all to really kind of get the big picture of what it is that Paul's communicating here in Philippians chapter four. Go to verse 10 of Philippians chapter four, and it starts this way. This is Paul talking. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And so what Paul's referring to here is the Philippians are concerned about him, worried about him. You know, Paul is in and out of prison and he finds himself in difficult circumstances all the time where he is in need of finances or he finds himself in prison. So he finds himself in prison and the Philippians are very worried about him, but they're having a hard time expressing it. And so then Paul finds out, verse 10, he found out that you guys were worried about me. And when I found out that you guys were worried about me, I was actually really excited. That, that, that I knew now that you were worried about me. And in fact, he says this in verse 10, in fact, I understand that you were always worried about me. I just, I just wasn't able to know about it because he didn't have the, the ability to be able to communicate it to me. And so I was excited to hear that you care. And, and then in verse 11, so, hey, I, I'm not saying this because I'm in some huge peril right now and I, I need something big from you. I'm not saying it that. It's because, saying because I, I love you guys and I'm, I'm glad that you guys love me because honestly, I've learned that no matter what circumstances I find myself, whether it's good times or bad times, I've learned contentment because I know what it's like to be in need. I know what it's like to have a lot. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. I've been well-fed. I've been hungry. I've had plenty and I've been in need. Verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Or again, the most, the more traditional translation, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So what is Paul, in fact, actually communicating here? What he's describing in these verses leading up to verse 13, what he's describing is he has found himself in a lot of different types of circumstances, good circumstances and bad circumstances, having plenty, not having plenty, being hungry, having plenty to eat, being rich, being poor. He's found himself in a lot of different circumstances. And whether or not they are good or bad, he has learned to be content. I've got, I've got plenty and I feel good about that. I don't have what as much as I, as I would like. Maybe I don't even have as much as I need right now in order to be able to eat or to take care of myself or the team that's with me. I've been in prison. I mean, he's, he said this in another place too. I mean, I've been in prison. I've been stoned. I've been through a lot of challenging circumstances, but here's the thing that God has taught me, that no matter what circumstance I find myself in, I can, I can do it. I can get through it. I can be in any circumstance and be content and move through whatever season of life I may find myself in. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. And so coming to you right now as we're recording this in January of 2022, we find ourselves almost at the end of two years of, of pandemic living at a, at a time when the cases are at an all-time high um, all over the U.S. right now. 
Um, I, I think this, this verse actually could speak a lot to us as we find ourselves in just an incredible amount of ups and downs and uncertainty and confusion and sickness and health and my job's going great. My job's not going great. Our finances are weird. And what about inflation? And what about this? And and all the uncertainty, depending on what 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 business you're in, and how much things are expensive, and whether or not you've got a job and you don't have a job. I mean, depending on what your journey has been like in the first two years of the pandemic, you've probably, in a very short period of time of two years, felt like that you've experienced a lot of variety of circumstances a lot of variety of situations where you have varying level of confidence in your ability to provide and your ability to, to make it and your ability for the world to ever feel normal again. But do you know that whether or not you are sick or healthy, you have a job or you don't have a job, you've got enough money, you don't have enough money, there's food on the shelves, there's not food on the shelves, inflation is high or inflation is low. I can meet for church. We can't meet for church. I can go on trips. I can't go on trips. I can leave the house. I can't leave the house. No matter what situation you find yourself in, you can get through it. You can do it through Christ who gives you strength. There's no circumstance that you can find yourself in that you cannot experience contentment and move through it through Jesus who gives you strength. And I would like to say that that is very different. The ability to learn contentment and move your way through any sort of circumstance, be it easy, difficult, or something in between. The ability to move through those circumstances because Christ gives you the strength, that is very different than suddenly that this verse means that you have the ability to do anything through Christ who gives you strength. It would almost be, I think it would be better for us in our understanding if instead of I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. If we switch do for endure, I can endure all things through Christ who gives me strength. I, 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 can, I can get through all things through Christ who gives me strength. Because once we switch from the original kind of real meaning of this, that what Paul has as far as his ability to endure and have contentment through all circumstances, once we switch from that to I can do anything we're really missing out was again we just go back to the you know the 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 funny expression is like you got a, a christian basketball team hey i want to win i want to i want to score 20 points i want to i want to get all the rebounds i want to i want to i want our team to go to the playoffs or or whatever and we can do it god we can do this because god gives us strength you know there there i mean i had a a fairly decent basketball career for a little while junior high and high school but there isn't any verse in Philippians that was going to allow me at 5'10 to be able to dunk a basketball. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isn't You can't breathe underwater. You can't fly flapping your arms. I mean, this, this is not a verse that says that anything you want to do, anything you set your mind to do, you can do. That's just not what's being talked about here. Now, if you are someone who 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 certainly believes in, in, in a lot of very supernatural interventions and that, and that, you know, the God you know, with faith, God can move mountains, right? We can talk about those verses on a, on a, on a completely different time about, are there any limits really to what Jesus was saying is, Hey, if you believe, you know, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can do anything. You can ask a mountain to jump itself into the sea and it will, 
We can talk about that at a different time. That's a different verse said by a different person in a different part of the Bible. This is what Paul is talking about right now. And he is not talking about that God will give you supernatural abilities to do things that you normally wouldn't be able to do, or that he is going to give you the power to do things that maybe you have the ability to do, but you know, you just need a little bit of extra help. I mean, a uh, a, a friend of mine who who used to work for a camp would tell me that as they were having people do the ropes course, and there was like this final jump that they had to do from this from this stand to this kind of trapeze, that the the that they would coach the staff to yell Philippians four thirteen at people as they are standing there on 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 the you know high off the ground and trying to jump and grab a hold of this tra- trapeze. You can do it because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I mean, there are some people who physically would be unable to do that. And Philippians 4.13 does not change that. That's just not what this verse is talking about. If you want to have an attitude that says that you can do anything that you set your mind to, and if you work hard and you try and you believe and you do your best, you can do it. You know, the only thing holding you back is your negative attitude. If that's how you want to live your life, I think there are some downsides to that. But man, live your life that way, I suppose. But do not suggest for a minute that that is what this verse is talking about. This verse is saying that through Jesus, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, he can get you through it. Because in fact, there is something counterintuitive about the, the wrong way that we use this verse with, with what Paul's saying is like, if, if I can do all things through Christ, then I would never find myself hungry in the first place. I would never find myself in jail. I can, through Christ, avoid jail. I can, through Christ, avoid ever being hungry. I can, through Christ, avoid ever having to, to be in a situation where I don't have enough resources. But Paul is assuming negative circumstances. He's assuming negative circumstances. Negative circumstances will happen. But in those negative circumstances, I know that through the strength that Jesus Christ gives me, I can get through it. I can do it. I can be in difficult times, in difficult circumstances, personally, financially. I can be in that and know that the strength of Jesus Christ will get me through it. So if we take away this kind of wish casting and this kind of lucky charm kind of, kind of view of what this verse says, and a naive belief that I can do anything, what we have, we scrape that away. What we have, again, is a very powerful message. And that powerful message is no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, as you are telling yourself, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I don't know if I can endure this, this, this thing that I'm going through with my parents, with my wife, with my kids, with my job, with my finances. I want you to know that the Jesus, that Jesus Christ, who gives you strength, will give you the strength that you need to be able to walk through this. And so, rather than it being something that can prevent negative things from happening to you, this is a powerful, inspirational verse that will tell you that the strength of Jesus will help you get through it. And so, it's kind of just kind of to review, because again, we're going to be doing this over the next few episodes. I just want you to, to be mindful of the fact that these verses that stand in isolation, if you don't know what's going on around it, there's a very good likelihood that you are missing out on really the core truth that's being communicated. 
I thought of a couple of counter examples of that. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Um, that verse stands alone by itself. And you read the context around it, it's only going to validate what you think it means. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable. Those, There's a couple of verses out there that get used as solitary verses that I think by themselves really do communicate the overall message that is trying to be communicated in the chapter of the book that they find themselves in. But very often, if you find yourself with a favorite verse, a core verse, an important verse, one that is very inspiring, I would encourage you to slow down a little bit and make sure that you understand what the verses before it and the verse after it say to make sure that we understand that we understand exactly in context, you know, because here it's like, I can do all, all things, all this. What is he referring to? It's always good because there's always reference points back that will help us understand. So I would just like to communicate, make sure that we understand as we're kind of walking through not only this week, but weeks to come, that we understand what it really means to look and study at a verse in context. Not because when we're done with this, that we're going to have these verses that they're not going to be as powerful. In fact, the opposite is going to be true. We're going to find more power in them, the better we understand them. We don't have some gimmick here that will allow us to do anything because we know that's not real. But what we do have is the real promise of God that no matter how difficult the circumstances are, the strength that Jesus Christ has will allow you to move through any and every situation you find yourself in. Which again, I believe year two of a pandemic, getting ready for year three, is a very inspiring powerful concept. So whatever it is you're going through, I pray that the strength, the strength of Jesus Christ will allow you to be able to do it. So again, thanks for joining us. I'm Charlie at the Grove Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and we would love to connect with you sometime on a Sunday morning. If you're local, you can find us at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. If you are not local and you can't join us on Sunday morning, you can always find us streaming. We stream our 1030 sun service every Sunday. You can find us on Facebook or on YouTube. So whether it's in person or on the internet, we would love to connect with you any way that we can. So again, thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon.